2: Hi, it's James Martell here, and welcome to edition number 346 of the Affiliate Buzz, where we are dedicated to sharing with you what is working today to help you make more money, take back control of your own time, and break free of the proverbial rat race. If you're joining us live here today on webmasterradio.fm, it's great to have you with us. If you're joining us through your smartphone, tablet, computer, or Wi-Fi radio, a very special welcome to you as well. Arlene is away today. She's getting ready for a breakation with many of the women in our family, so no Arlene today, but uh, not to worry because we have a very special guest joining us today, Jim Kukrel, internet pioneer, author, and a very much sought-after speaker, and today we'll be talking about how to grow your brand or business with your own book. We're also going to dig into uh, another one of Jim's books a little bit, Business Around a Lifestyle, How to Dream Your Perfect Lifestyle." Then go get it. We'll talk about a number of his other books, uh, including his most recent book, Go Direct. We'll also uh, talk about some successes and some failures. We'll uh, have our uh, always uh, fun speed round. And as usual, we'll wrap it up with a little dream building, uh, talking about some trips and some travel and some lifestyle. Now, for 16-plus years, uh, Jim has helped small businesses and large companies, including FedEx, Sherwin-William, Ernst & Young, and Progressive Auto Insurance, understand how to build successful new online businesses or energize or refresh existing ones. He shares how to create imaginative marketing campaigns that get talked about, innovative new products and services that could possibly change your business bottom line, and generally how to make more profits with less work, something uh, I think many of us uh, are always interested in. Jim's also a very successful author with many books to his credit, including How to Catch Happy, a guide to reeling in the biggest fish of all, Write a Frickin' Book Already, How to Write a Book to Skyrocket Sales to Boost uh, Your Career, I, again, business around a lifestyle, how to dream your perfect lifestyle, then go get it, and many, many others. Jim has also been featured in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Entrepreneur Magazine, and Forbes. And Jim is also someone I've personally followed for many years and have a lot of respect for. And Jim, my friend, uh, welcome to the uh, welcome to the affiliate buzz.
3: Well, right, right back at you, James, and thank you so much for having me here. And two points. You've done 360-something of these shows, and... How come I got shorted on not having Arlene here?
2: This is true. I, you know, I was uh, I was going to uh, actually twist her arm a little bit, uh, but when she gets ready to get things ready to get out the door, I don't step in the way.
3: So I understand.
2: She's, uh, she's, uh, she's heading out the door this weekend, so she's kind of focused on that at the moment. But I'm sure she sends her love and says hello. Uh,
3: that's how we successfully stay married, right? That's right. That's exactly
2: right. It's great to be here. Well, thank you. So now, before we dig in and talk about business, of course, we're going to get into uh, talking about um, your books and uh, some of uh, your titles, which I absolutely love. We'll talk about your new book as well. Before we do that, though, uh, let's talk about uh, Mr. Uh, Jim Cooker, Let's talk about you. Tell us about your history, your background, and you know, what you were doing prior to uh, joining us uh, or prior to uh, jumping on the Internet.
3: You know, it's so funny. I got onto the internet business about eighteen years ago. I was in a basement of a, a telephone a company called Alltel and their phone company, and I was designing yellow page ads. <laughs> and in a full suit, in a basement with no windows, and a, on a quota, designing yellow page ads all day long. And I got a call from a buddy, and he said, "Hey, my uh, cousin's starting this new media company." I go, "What does that mean?" He goes, "Oh, something you know with this internet stuff coming on." He goes. You know, can you take your graphic design skills and maybe come and join us? So I went on the interview. I showed up in a suit, and the guy looked at me and goes, what the hell are you wearing a suit for? And, <laughs> and he goes, this is, we're going to change the world here, right? And this is very early Internet days, before, you know, tables existed in HTML, you know. And uh, I decided to take that job because I was just getting out of college. And first day on the job, they handed me an HTML book. They said, learn this. And I said, okay, and I took my graphic design skills and learned how to start building web pages, and the rest has been history from there.
2: I looked at uh, your bio online. I saw that uh, was the year was uh, 1995, so I had to go look up a few fun facts around that. And if we think back, just to kind of put it in perspective, uh, that's when Seinfeld introduced us to the Soup Nazi. That was uh, 1995. 1995 was the year the top three movies were uh, Toy Story, Batman Forever, and Apollo 13. And that's also the year that Sergi Brin actually met Larry Page, who, of course, uh, as everybody probably knows, went on to found Google. So it was uh, a very interesting year, and it's the same year that you got started. So. Take us back there. Take us back to 1995 and, and dig in a little bit more uh, about how that rolled out over, the, over the fir- your first year online and then maybe you know, into a couple years after that.
3: Well, the whole thing was new for everybody, right? I mean, nobody really knew what was going on. Um, in Cleveland, we had this agency. It was four of us, and the guys who were running the agency – had connections with some of the bigger people, companies in town, like uh, Sherwin-Williams and Progressive Auto Insurance and um, Ernst & Young, right? And those are headquartered here in Cleveland. And nobody really had agencies or knew how to build websites. So we went into those places and we walked in and we said, we can do it for you. So I built Ernst Young's very first website. Wow. I built Sherwin-Williams' very first website um, by hand. Right. You know, I mean, writing HTML code and just putting graphics together. So it was a really interesting time to be able to walk into a big corporation's office and just go, yeah, we know what we're doing. We're here. (laughs) Really didn't know. You know, (laughs) we were figuring it out as we went, but we had good salespeople. And um, really interesting time to be on the internet right at the beginning when businesses were like, oh, I guess we got to have a website. And, I mean, big, big businesses. We're talking about billion-dollar businesses. And they were, like, putting a lot of money into it. And so we built websites and we grew. We got to about 150 people uh, in a couple of years. I said, you know what? I'm going to go start my own agency. I left with four people and we started our own agency called Vendor Tech, And we were going to automate the manufacturing processes for manufacturers, right? Mm-hmm. But you know anything about the manufacturing business even in 2014, most of them are still doing businesses on three martini lunches and handshakes. Um, we were 20 years ahead, uh, and they didn't want what we had. We grew the business into an internet business. We grew that to 160 people. Wow. And guess what happened? We got dot .com, right? Yeah. Every single one of our clients was a startup who had funding, which all disappeared. And overnight... Our business went from 160 employees to 16, then down to nothing. And I got out and I said to myself, you know what? I don't ever want to own an agency ever again. I I, I stuck around there for about a year. I started one of the first search engine marketing programs in the country um, to to help businesses learn how to get better found on search. This was technically before really Google was Google. Then I said, you know what? I don't want to do search either. And I said, I don't want to work for anyone. So I got out of the business, figured out affiliate marketing. That's a whole other story in itself. And ever since then, I've been self-employed.
2: So that took us uh, – dot-com crash is uh, always an interesting one because it seems many that I've talked to over the last few months all experienced the the dot-com crash, myself included. Tell us about – what how that unfolded because I mean, in fact we could probably talk about this under a question of you know possibly what was your biggest failure but definitely uh, failure comes in many forms sometimes it's not our fault sometimes it's just a happening and that would definitely uh, be one of those that was a very very interesting time i remember the vancouver area uh vancouver was called silicon valley north and it really still is to this day uh so there was a big layoff Period for hundreds of companies in the Vancouver area, where they literally just let probably thousands of people go if you had a look at them if you collected you know you added them all up in your particular case, take us through that because sometimes you know when you start early on in ninety five a lot of people think oh it's it's rosy because you got started early, but it was tough times for 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 some of those years. Talk about the that time
3: you know you know what my biggest regret and failure of that day is I still remember this conversation to this day was sitting there with my friend Gino, and we're sitting around, and we're like, man, we should buy domain names. <laughs> and we sat there, and we, neither of us had the vision. We're like, what should we buy? We're like, oh, we'll buy Trump. We'll buy – and I'm like, if I would I, – <laughs> I'm so dumb. I should have just pulled out a thesaurus and a dictionary and just started buying words. But back then, it was still like 70 bucks to get a domain name, and you know, I was just getting out of college, and they weren't paying me hardly anything. So that's a big failure on my part. It's just really not seeing the vision of how big the internet was really going to become, um, and and the other failure I had at that at that level was trying to build something that I didn't want. I didn't I, I didn't know I didn't want it. So I guess it's really not a failure. But building a big business is not me. You know, we're in you know you and me, James. We in that crowd where we like to work for ourselves mm-hmm. and affiliate business and we don't want overhead. We don't want employees. We don't want all of the things that come with running a big agency, hiring and firing and benefits and, and lawsuits and all of that disgusting stuff that just makes me sick. So that was my biggest failure was thinking that I needed to follow somebody else's model, right? Take the agency model of an advertising agency and turn it into a web agency. And, and, and that's not what I wanted to do. And, and fortunately, I got out in enough time to realize that I wanted to be an entrepreneur on my own in that, in that format. So those are probably my two biggest failures at the moment. And the big one is just not really realizing how big this Internet stuff was going to be in the beginning. Because if I did, I would have bought a lot of those domain names. I would have started a whole bunch of other different businesses. Mm-hmm. Who knows where you'd be today. But you can't look back. You have to take everything as an experience and get you where you are today.
2: That's right. Move ahead. Move ahead. How long did it take you to see your first real success? So you started in, in and let's talk about your own personal business. You, I guess even pre com crash, because by the sounds of it, you really had things going then.
3: Yeah, well, the agency was going great. But during the time I was working at the agency, I realized something, that not many people in the world knew how to create websites, uh, and especially make them look good. So I started this little business called uh, – or actually, I started the, a website called iQuit.org because I was going to resign my job at that agency, and I wanted to give a resignation letter. <laughs> I was like, why did – I don't know why I thought it. So – but I don't know. You remember this, James. In the old days, you would go search on AltaVista or Yahoo or AOL or Webcrawler, and you would search for stuff, and you wouldn't find results. Remember That's those right. things?
2: That's why like, we called it surfing.
3: Exactly. So I searched for resignation letters and there was no results, nothing. (laughs) And now you'll get 10 billion results. So I I searched for it and I'm like, you know what? I went out and spent 70 bucks and bought a domain name called iquit.org, which is still up today, but I don't own it. I don't own it. And I said, I'm going to make a little fun little website and it's going to have all these sample resignation letters on it that people can grab for free to resign their job. It was really the first moment where I came up. With the concept of creating a website in order to drive traffic to a, a, a specific niche, a topic, and then the second part of that is, after I put the website up, you know, of course you're on the first page of Alta Vista within two hours because there's mm-hmm. nothing there, right? So then, all of a sudden, I'm starting to get all this traffic through my remember web stats. You know, mm-hmm. there's no mm-hmm. Google analytics back then. There was no Google, right? There's no Google. So I'm getting all this traffic. I'm like, holy crap! I'm getting a thousand people a week to this website. All of a sudden, one day, I stumble upon the Amazon Associate Program. Mm-hmm. Go, what the heck's Associate Program? And I start reading up on it. Oh, it's an affiliate program. I get it. It's like a virtual salesperson. So I sign up. Now, Amazon back then, you remember, only sold books. That's right. There was nothing else on there. So I went on Amazon. I did a search for uh, career books and and all that stuff. And I'm like, wow, there's hundreds and hundreds of books. And I said, wow, you know, I wonder if I take these associate links and put them on my I quit website if I'll make any money. So I spent a couple hours and I threw some books and recommendations or books on there. And a month or two went by. I don't remember how long it was. I'm sitting at. I come home from work one day, and I get a check in the mail. And I open it up. It's from Amazon. And it was for, I think it was for like $42 or something. I wish I would have saved it. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it. And I go, why is Amazon sending me a check? And a couple of minutes go by, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if these are the affiliate commissions I made. And I log in, and sure enough, it was. And I was hooked instantly. Instantly, I said, Oh yeah. my God. You mean I could just put graphics and links on a page and build websites? So I, I doubled and tripled down. I created 20 new websites in different niches. I uh, joined, uh, I got into the education niche with the University of Phoenix and driving leads to those programs for 50 bucks a pop. You know, back when leads yep. were just a sign up form, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, at one point, I had 120 websites going over the next couple years where I was working, you know, hand-coding these things, staying all night long Mm -hmm. because I had a full-time job, hand-coding these things all night long, building these things. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, I'm making way more than I'm making at this job. Way more. And um, I'm like, this affiliate marketing stuff is the real deal, right? The real deal. I bought a car, you know, with the cash from the money I made. it was good. I'm just, I'm, you know, I hadn't started a family. I was just getting started with that. And it was good times. And and then Google Florida happened. Right? Remember the Florida update?
2: That would have been, what, 2004?
3: Um, I don't know the exact date of Florida. but Yeah, I believe that would have been 2004. So that was the first real Google update, right? Yep. Smack. And, down. Smack, right. Just like what happened in the last couple of years with uh Penguin, right? Big smackdown. Boom. No longer you're at the number one of the search engines. You know, you can't manipulate us any longer that easily. Because it was so easy back then. It was it was just disgustingly easy. I mean, sometimes you could be at the number one of Google within a half an hour. Yeah, you know, it was crazy. It was crazy. Right? So It was a huge blow because my income went from all of this money to back down to 10% of what it was. And um, so that's what took me to there. Um, And then I started – I got involved with the whole affiliate marketing thing a little bit deeper because I, I said, you know, there's a lot of people who are doing affiliate marketing now who have crappy websites. They don't know how to design websites. That's right. And my theory has always been this, and, and I still believe it. It's true, is that if your website looks better, you're going to have a better chance at conversions. So I, I created this little business called AffiliateMakeover.com. And the whole concept was I was going to go out to, and I was on A-Best Web, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was going to go out to all people who are do, being affiliates, and I was going to design websites for them or make their websites better so that they could get more conversions. So I did a search for affiliate marketing on um Google probably or AltaVista or something. The first person that showed up was Sean Collins. And uh, it's such a funny story. I'm like, okay, this guy wrote a book on affiliate marketing. And I sent the guy an email. He responds half an hour later. I said, hey, I got this business called Affiliate Makeover. Is there anything I can do for you? He goes, yeah, I got a logo I need done for AFStats. And I did the logo for him. We started to become friends online, exchanging tips, he started a show, and, uh, and that's where I met you uh, at Affiliate Summit. So it's, it's kind of just you know the lesson learned is just going out there, putting your butt out there, and, and trying to do new stuff, and you never know where it's going to lead you. You bet, you
2: bet. Amazing story, amazing. Let's uh, let's do this. It's time for break. So when we return, let's uh, let's talk about. How to Grow Your Brand or Business with a Book, because you've definitely gone in that direction in a huge way. And I'd also like to talk a little bit about uh, business around a lifestyle, how to dream your perfect lifestyle, and then go for it. We'll do that uh, right after the break. Hey, Buzz listeners, you rely on your website to promote your business. And while you're busy doing what you love, you need a site that can keep up. GoDaddy web hosting is built from the ground up for lightning speed, reliability, and rock-solid performance. It includes over 150 free apps like WordPress and Drupal to manage and build your site. And, of course, you know I'm a huge WordPress fan. And with 99% uptime and industry-leading load times, you'll never have to worry if your site is up and running. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter code BUZZ12 to get web hosting for $1 a month plus a free domain. Some limitations do apply, so see the website for details.
1: More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors.
4: Call 312-560-0175 or visit AffiliateOffersNetwork.com.
1: Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's James and Arlene.
2: Arlene is away today, but I do have Jim Kukrul, Internet pioneer, author, and speaker with us today. And we're talking about developing a business around a lifestyle which happens to be the title of one of Jim's books, uh, Business Around a Lifestyle, How to Dream Your Perfect Lifestyle and Then Go Get It. And of course, we're also talking about how to grow your brand or business around a book or with a book. And I, I pulled a quote off your site uh, from the New York Times, Jim. Uh, it says uh, 81% of people feel that they have a book in them and should write it. Uh, Let's talk about this whole idea of writing books. I remember when I wrote the Affiliate Marketers Handbook back in 2001. It was a very interesting uh, very interesting thing for me. I figured we could probably get it done in a couple of months. It took me actually six months just because I was so busy with my own personal affiliate business that I could just carve out some time for it. Uh, but it was interesting, and then we launched the book, and that book it did extremely well. We sold 5,500 copies at $167 a, a piece, and that was U.S. money to us Canadians up here, and $167 U.S. per copy actually worked out to about $250 each, literally, because the, the dollar was running at around $1.6 or a buck uh U.S. at the time. So it was really interesting to watch that book go. And, uh, but I know you've really taken it to a whole new level. I remember uh, sitting through a keynote of yours at uh, Affiliate Summit quite a few years ago now where you were launching uh, one of your books, and uh, you're sitting at the book table, you signed one for me, and... Now I see on your website, and I've been watching uh, a few of your books uh, uh, just kind of emerge, but I must say I hadn't been to your site for a while, and now I'm there, and all of a sudden there's eight or ten books on the website. So tell us about uh, the whole concept of building a business or, or furthering your business or brand with a book. What's, what's your concept there?
3: Well, obviously, it's, it's you know the book is the best business card you're ever going to have, right? I mean, if you are applying for a job or you're trying to get a client – or you are just trying to do whatever. If you walk into someone's office and you hand them a business card or a resume, it's fine. It's great. They throw it in the drawer or they throw it away or they file it someplace. You walk into that room with a book and you hand it to them. It's a whole different story, isn't it? Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. that it's that I like to call it the plop sound. I have a copy of one of my books here. This is a smaller one, but you walk into a room and walk up to someone's desk or in front of them and do this. Right? That's the sound of money. That's the sound of legitimacy. That's the sound of someone going, wow, this is a person who took the time and the effort to put together their thoughts in a book format. Now, it meant a lot, lot more previous to 2010 before the Kindle stuff started when hardly anyone could get a book deal, when the publishers controlled everything and it was hard to get a book deal, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But it still means a lot today. I still have all my books done in print, just because they're not through a traditional publisher. Doesn't mean they're any less good. Um, but the book still means a lot to people today: uh, event planners, um, speaking bureaus, to corporations, you know, uh, bosses. You know, it is the, truly the best business card you're ever going to have. And so many people don't do it because they're just afraid of the technology or they don't think that they can get it done or frankly they've been told by the publishing industry for thousands of years that no you can't do it only we can do it right only we know what's good content but we all know that's bs the internet has changed everything if you can put a blog post up about whatever you're passionate about know a lot about why can't you put up 25 or 100 blog posts in the form of a book you can do it anyone can do it so it's really a powerful thing. You know how powerful it is with your great handbook. I mean, come on. Um it, it does so many things for you, can drive so many leads for you, build your credibility. It's just it, and even if you're self published, it can do everything for you.
2: I love the title of your book, Write a Frickin' Book Already. Tell us about uh I'm sure That probably came from a real or probably many, uh, many people saying to you, hey, I've been wanting to write a book or thinking about reading a book. What's the story behind that title?
3: Yeah, you know, uh, I'm a a guy. I wrote a book called Attention. Okay, so, you know, one of the things you got to do to stand out in today's marketplace, you got to have a great, unique selling proposition and you got to be able to differentiate yourself. There are thousands and thousands of books on Amazon and everywhere else about how to write a book. And you're right. People kept walking up to me or coming to me through online and saying, I know I need to get a book done already. I know I need to do it. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to do a book called Write a F and Book Already. (laughs) And I I said, that's what's going to be the title of it. And it's a short, fast-paced, kick-in-your-butt book that pretty much yells at you the whole time saying, here's why you need to do it. Here's all your excuses. I've debunked them. Here's how you're going to get it done. And here's what it's going to do for you and I'm very proud of that book because for the people who are open to that message who know that they do need to read or write a book after they read it it has spurred hundreds of books right people email me like jim you know what i read it and you're right i went out and i wrote a 25 page ebook i'm like all right that's a start i know people have written uh, 75,000 word books after they've read that you know they're like wow this is what i needed to get off my butt and get this done so I'm a teacher, James. You know, mm-hmm. I I I've gotten to the point in my career, in my life, you know, where I, I I'm accepting the fact that I'm good at helping other people, motivating them and teaching them what they need to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of the experiences I've had over the last 18, 20 years doing this stuff, you know, really working my butt off and learning everything. You know, you gotta, you gotta do everything on your own. You gotta figure it out has really accumulated into the point where I just want to help people. And that's what I spend my time on doing. That's why I write books. I mean, the books that I write now, people don't realize, not many people read books in this genre, in the marketing, entrepreneurial. I mean, it's not a lot of people. It's like sports, right? There's there's 50% of the world cares less about sports. I think it's even higher than that, right? So Wow. It is. It's true. There's people that don't just don't care about this stuff, you know, and the genres of marketing are very small compared to romance and vampires and, you know, young adult and all this. So it's not like I write these books to make millions of dollars selling books, right? I mean, I write these books to help people. I get some consulting and speaking gigs from them, but I find a personal um, goal of just trying to help people and motivate other people to be successful is really the primary reason why I write them.
2: Yeah, and I can see that th- all of these books are really, you know, self-help for for the entrepreneurial type of person. This there's there's one where you've got a two-volume set build or sorry, business around a lifestyle. Let's let's talk about that one because uh, I'm a big believer in working on the why to. A lot of people want to learn all the how to, and the how to is great. And we we deal with that a lot. And as you said, you're a teacher. I'm a teacher. And we can teach people how to do it, but sometimes it's really more important as to why somebody wants to do it. And this book, when I read this title a long time ago when I first spotted it, I thought, you know, that is a great, great title. Business Around a Lifestyle, How to Dream Your Perfect Lifestyle, Then Go For It. Talk, talk to us about that.
3: Yeah, I, you know, I've, I've worked for over 18 years to build a lifestyle that I want. You and I know this, and everybody else involved in the affiliate marketing, the first thing they'll always tell you is they want their lifestyle more than anything else. And we're, we're picky. We're snobs. We want our life. We want to be able to live our life the way we want to live it. And we're not going to let a business, a job, a J-O-B, the dirty word in the affiliate marketing industry, we're not going to let that control us. And it took me a long time to realize that. And I got to her from this point. Um, I tell this story on stage at my keynote at Affiliate Summit. But basically it went something like this. You know, I was sitting at my desk. It was years ago, years and years ago. Sitting at my desk on with a client. And I started to get lightheaded. I felt horrible. I thought I was going to pass out. I, I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, uh, what's happening? I said to the client on the phone, uh, I have to go. I think something wrong. something's wrong. And I hung up the phone. And I sat there at my desk and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think something is really wrong with me. What is going on? So my heart started beating 1,000 miles an hour and my head got flushed. I thought I was going to pass out. So I, of course, went to Google and did a search for, you know, symptoms of heart attack, right? Because I'm like maybe Mm -hmm. in a heart attack, you know. By the way, the the first rule of being sick like that is not to go to Google. It's to call 911. yeah <laughs> as as my doctor You're a
2: true internet marketer though, I got to tell you in a true
3: internet marketing, <laughs> my first reaction was, "Oh, I wonder what Google has to say about this So I literally could not breathe. I'm laying on the floor, I'm like, "What is going on? What is happening? I calm down after about two hours enough to the point where I can actually get in the car and drive home barely, and I go to the doctor the next day, they do the full stress test on me get the results back, sitting on the doctor's table. And the doctor comes up to me and he, he goes, Jim, your problem isn't here, pointing to my heart. He goes, your problem is here, pointing to my head. He goes, you had an anxiety attack. Well. And it's the first time I ever had a panic attack. Now, if you've ever seen The Sopranos... Remember, Tony was getting panic attacks. Remember those? Yeah, yeah, I do. It was kind of like the whole first season was all about how he was getting those panic attacks because the ducks were leaving and whatever reason. And it's all in your head. And that's why he chose to get uh, psychological help. Now, I didn't get psychological help. Fortunately, I didn't need to because that was the exact moment that I realized that I was working too hard on things I didn't like, that I was not spending enough time with my young family, that I was not in the right frame of mind where I wanted to be and I walked out of that doctor's office and I went straight to the, uh, the store and bought some fishing equipment because guess what? I, I loved fishing as a kid. I loved it so much but I got to college, high school, college and work after that. I got away from it. I was too busy. I was too busy to take care of me. I was too busy to live the life that I wanted. So I went straight out, bought some fishing equipment. I said, you know what? No more. I'm changing my life. I'm changing my life to the lifestyle I want. I don't care about money anymore. I don't care about all these other things. I'm going to build the life I want and I'm going to use the power of the internet to build a business to allow me to get to that life. And that's how business around a lifestyle was born. And that's the argument I make in the book. Because, and, and like me, everybody's going to reach that tipping point in their lives. Whether or not they stay with the job they're in and go do what I did, I don't know. But the problem is, is that We've been taught since birth that we need to do what everybody else says we need to do. We need to go to school, learn everything that everybody tells us we need to know, get a a college education. Right? I grew from a middle income, middle income white collar family. Right? Didn't want for anything. We weren't. We didn't go. You know, we didn't go on vacations to Europe. Right? We Mm -hmm. (laughs) a vacation to the campground around the corner. That was us. Right? You know. So it's not like I needed anything, but but it wasn't it wasn't a, a you know a silver spoon. And so, what I realized was that I wanted to have the lifestyle more important than the money and everything else. And affiliate marketing really fed into that. And I, it had been building up for so many years. And I changed the way I did everything. Changed the way I did everything. I got rid of the clients I didn't like. I got rid of all that stuff. And back to the, the story here, I'm kind of jumping here, but um, I rejected all the things people told me I had to do. You know, my dad worked at GM for almost 45 years as an electrician there. And he would come home every day from that job and hate it. But he did it for his family, right? Mm-hmm. And he did it so that I wouldn't have to do it. And I said to myself, why am I doing the same thing my dad did? Why mm-hmm. am I going and working in a job I don't like? And, and not spending time with my kids, like he didn't get to do because he had to go to work every day. So why am I doing that? So I changed everything, and that's that moment everybody needs to have, where they decide that the lifestyle is going to be more more important. But the problem is, is people don't believe it. They think that everybody who has the lifestyle they want is just lucky, right? They won the lottery or they got it lucky. They just got it through luck. When we know James that it take, took a lot of hard work to get there but you first have to make the decision that that's more important to you. So that's the long-winded answer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that book's about.
2: I can see uh, – no, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's quite a story, quite a story. I can see, though, uh, we are up against a break. Let's do this. Uh, when we get back, let's jump into the speed round, and then what we'll do is we'll uh, ask Jim to offer up some advice about uh, writing a book for those who are contemplating it or maybe who have been procrastinating around it. And then we'll talk a little bit about uh, travel and lifestyle. We'll do that uh, right after the
4: break.
1: More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors.
4: BubbleFast burst onto the e-commerce scene as a family-owned shipping supply provider back in 1999. The product line has grown, but Mark and Robin still own and operate BubbleFast as a family business. Being sellers themselves has taught them what online sellers need to safely and affordably deliver their products to their customers. BubbleFast is proud to be an active member of the community of online sellers. Mark and Robin sponsor seller meetup groups, share shipping tips and tricks through social media, and always love talking to customers and helping solve shipping challenges. Check out the website at BubbleFast.com. Sign up for the Bubble Briefs newsletter to join the Bubble Fast family. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords what you need is authoritylabs.com you're already done for the day Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now.
1: Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's James and Arlene.
2: Arlene is away today but I do have Jim Kukrell, internet pioneer author and very much a sought after speaker with us today and we're talking about how to grow your brand or business with a book and uh, I got a bunch of questions for you uh, after the speed round but uh, this is always fun I love to uh, I love the speed round so let's uh, these questions I didn't send to you so we hadn't had a chance to talk about these so these are uh, 10 real
3: quick ones All right these are always tough, man. These
2: are, yeah, these are tough one. Number one, Windows or Mac?
3: Mac. Funny thing, oh, I started on Mac, then I went to Windows, now I've been back on Mac.
2: The, the Apple Kool-Aid has arrived. Number two, what are your three top favorite internet marketing conferences?
3: Affiliate Summit, um, Blog World, or New Media Expo. And, oh, actually, and Content Marketing World content marketing world interesting
2: what's your favorite success quote
3: oh it's such a cliche one but i, I have to drop it gretzky you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take
2: ah i have a new favorite the book is the best business card you're ever going to have
3: yeah i wish i came up with that by the way i did
2: uh, it's a good one it's a classic
3: go ahead and credit me with that.
2: i will i will definitely do that cat or dog lover Dog. Dream car.
3: Oh, my gosh. Always loved the 1979 Corvette Stingray in the, uh, what is it, that like teal. I forget what they call that color, man. That was a beautiful car.
2: Yeah, yeah. Can't go wrong there. What was the speed of your dial-up motor when you got started?
3: Oh, God, whatever, 25.6. What was it? You know, one of those. Yeah,
2: point. T- it was like 14.4 and 28.8 or something. I thought you were going to ask me to make the sound. <laughs> okay, you can do that too.
3: Whatever. Remember?
2: You remember this... that? Every time we got on the net, you had to log in. What a pain in the butt what that was. <laughs> Top three things a new affiliate marketer should absolutely be doing.
3: Um, content marketing, right? Mm-hmm. A very, very focused niche. Yes. Stick with it and just laser down focus into it. Favorite business book? Um, You know, I read this book every year, so it's got to be my favorite book. Steve Krug, Don't Make Me Think. And it's probably 12 or 13 or 15 years old now. Amazing book if you're ever. It is an amazing book.
2: What's a tool you use every single day that you would hate to have to live without?
3: Oh, you got me. I'm trying to think which one. I, uh, I would assume a web browser. I, I couldn't do it. Google Chrome? Uh, Firefox or Chrome? Firefox or Chrome.
2: Number 10, last time you were on an airplane, and where were you going?
3: Uh, last time I was on an airplane, I went to Tampa to shoot classes on video for the University of San Francisco's Internet Marketing Program, which I teach at. And when was that? Uh, that was about three weeks ago. But I'm going to Montana you know, in three weeks now to go fly fishing. That's
2: what I love about this business. Every time I ask that question, it's usually within the last month. And there's usually another trip coming up in the next month. And that, that's uh, one of my hot buttons in affiliate marketing is this ability to go to the airport. I love going to the airport. I don't even really much matter where, I guess it does matter where we're going, but I absolutely love going to the airport. So let's, let's talk about, let's go, let's go back to the book for a moment. Let's go back and talk about uh, writing a book and offer up some advice to somebody who's contemplating or maybe procrastinating on writing their own book.
3: Listen, if you can write blog posts, right? you can write a book. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about your industry and in whatever you're in, if you're writing a nonfiction book, all right. and I want you to just write down the biggest problems in the industry or the biggest questions that your sales staff always gets asked or you always get asked. Guess, the, guess what? That's the book. It's, just, it's that simple. Here, here, chapter one, answer, how to do this. Chapter two, answer, next question on and on and on and on. If you can't answer questions about what's going on in your industry, you should not be in that industry if you're not the expert, if you don't know the answers to questions. If you don't know the answers to questions, go figure them out. Use the power of the internet and get the answers to the questions and put them in a book. That's all a really good nonfiction book is, is answers to questions. You know, I've always said this. There are two reasons people use the internet and two reasons only. Number one is to have a problem solved and number two is to be entertained. Those are the only two reasons people use the internet, right? And mm-hmm. nonfiction falls into the having a problem solve, right? Google's the world's biggest problem solver because they solve it faster and better and more relevant than everybody else. And that's why they won. And that's why AOL didn't win because AOL and, and Yahoo said, well, you know, we're not going to be just a problem solver. We're going to try to give you weather and news and entertainment and all this stuff and become a portal. Google said, you know, no. We're just going to solve problems for people. We know that's what everybody really wants. And that's why they want. And that's what you need to do when you're thinking about writing a book. Solve problems for people in the book form.
2: And I think that the top affiliates actually, they may not come into it knowing that, but they ended up figuring that out. And one, one of the things I found, it's very simple to find the questions. I, I mine chat forms. You go in and find out what problems people are having because that's usually where they're posting them. And then you've got the whole conversation that spills out below that. And it's just a wealth of information on finding that, you know, that kind of information. So that's very good advice. Talk about the logistics of it. Okay, I want to write a book. I'm in front of my computer. I'm not quite there. How do I get started?
3: You know, people get so caught up in this because they they have this romantic version of an author who gets this old typewriter out, like the guy from Misery, right? And sits at a desk in a cabin and writes with this typewriter. Just open a Word document. (laughs) Open a text document and just start writing. I mean, there's no set format. You'll eventually... After you write your first book, you'll figure out what's the best format for you. My format is this. I go in and I take notes and, and do everything for usually two to three months. And then when I have enough, I just go in and I start mining the notes and the links. And I just start putting it all together. Just, just a random jumble of paragraphs. And then I go back after and I organize it. That's how I do it. Okay. Some people might have to be more linear and write it perfectly. I, I don't write the intro to a book till I'm done with a book. I don't write the the middle part. Might be the first part at the end. Depends what works for you. Just get it done. Just write whatever works for you. If you got to write in a coffee shop, go write in a coffee shop. It's going to be different for everybody. The biggest thing that I got to say is, if you don't do it, you're going to be left behind because your competitor is going to do it, and you want to have that book out there because it's going to do so many things for you.
2: That's true. It's true. I remember speaking of coffee shops, I was writing a book called Online Success for Non-Techies, How to Take Your Business, Hobby, or Profession to the Net. And I was getting stuck installed, and, and I'm just like, mostly I was too busy doing everything else. I just couldn't get the time to do it. So I, what I did is I went and sequestered myself in Whistler for a weekend. And I just started on the Friday. And by the time I was done at the end of the Sunday, I pretty much had that book done other than the editor needed to go through it and, and clean it up. But – Sometimes, then maybe talk to this, it's really about clearing the decks a little bit and then and really making that commitment to get it done.
3: Well, you're not going to clear the decks for anything, and you know this, James, until you realize the benefit you're going to get from it, right? So that's why I talk about and write an and book already is the success examples of the things that you're going to get from writing the book. No one's going to spend time on anything until they realize what it's really going to do for them. And once they realize how powerful it is, then they'll make time for it. So that's what you first got to realize. Go see the success that people are having with these things, with these books, and then go, wow, there's no reason I can't do that. I just got to get off my butt, sit down, and make it happen. And then it's, it's on you.
2: So we got about four minutes left. Uh, let's uh, shift gears uh, quickly here. What do you enjoy most about having a successful online business?
3: The freedom, right? So. Mm-hmm. I got in. I slept till eight thirty today. I got in. I went to the grocery store on my way into work this morning, and I stopped and got some stuff. I got into the office probably like nine forty-five. I uh, I've been calls all day, but I've done. I played a video game for an hour today. Um, I did some writing. I got a lot of business done, but I'm leaving right after this, and I'm going to coach my daughter's uh, softball playoff game. Fun. And fun, that's Fun. I gotta have that, James. I I can't. I, I'm sitting here. If I was sitting here playing a video game for an hour today with a boss looking over my shoulder, or, he'd have you. He'd or, have you around the throat. Or by the way, I have five playoff games every day this week that I gotta leave two hours early for <laughs> because I'm coaching my kid's team and I've yeah. been game and they're looking at me like, "Get the hell out of here! You're fired." That, That's right. That, this is uh, so important to me. That, I will, that I've gone through the practice of actually not making as much money as I could. This is where I got myself in trouble with the panic attacks. And I said, never again. I'm not going to do that. That's what's important to me.
2: So I guess this would lead perfectly into my next question here. What's the most rewarding thing you've been able to do for someone else because of the success you've had?
3: Oh, my God. Just help people build businesses online or change their lives. I mean, what an amazing, you know, I teach classes for the University of San Francisco Internet Marketing Program for, God, six or seven years now, I think. I teach kids, I teach, not kids, I teach people of all ages from all over the world Dubai, Australia, Japan, China. People are in from all over the world. And it's amazing to me how many of these people will come up to me at a show or email me years later and go, Jim, I, Jim, I now own a 180 person agency in Dubai that does marketing for search engines and I was in your class and I was learning how to do I mean that's unbelievable right and I want to take you out to dinner because what you motivated me to do in that class and what you taught me set my whole career off and I have hundreds of those stories and that's the absolute most most wonderful thing about helping other people is when they come back to you and say look at what I did and that makes you feel so good
2: Crazy last question. What's your favorite hotel, where, and why?
3: Oh, it used to be the Venetian in Vegas. I I thought that was just like the really coolest place to go. Uh, Great hotel there. But I am still partial to the uh, Marquis del Sands, I think. I haven't been there in like eight years. I forget the name of it. But it's a hotel in Cabo San Lucas. Okay. Went there three years in a row before we had kids. Actually, so it's like 13 years ago. That's why I don't remember the name. Uh, Right at the Land's End, you walk out on the beach and look at the big Land's End, the arch there. And that hotel, it just means something special to me. And it's just a wonderful place. And every time I need to go into a happy place, I picture myself sitting there in my room or on the beach and thinking about that place.
2: Do us a favor and uh, share us uh, your contact information where people can find out more about yourself and, of course, uh,
3: your books. Just go to jimkukril.com, J-I-M-K-U-K-R-A-L. There's a little video on the front of that site that just shows you about the things that I do and direct you into all my stuff because I've got a lot of stuff going on just like you do, James. And um, that's where you can find it. Also, go check out godirectbook.com, which is my latest book. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy that if you create any type of content. And that's one I did
2: miss, didn't I? And I actually, you sent me a copy of that uh, last night, and I, I, my apologies, I haven't had a chance to dig into it, although I will. And maybe we can get you back to talk about that in the, in the very near future. Great. Jim, uh, thanks uh, for inspiring us today with your personal story and your, your generosity in sharing your, your thoughts and your ideas. Uh, thank you so much.
3: Thank you so much. I'm a big fan, James. And next time we play, uh, what do we play, Frogger or Defender? uh, (laughs) That's right. I'm going to beat you next
2: time. I forgot about that. That's right. That was a little video game in the corner of an affiliate summit one day that just happened to uh, happen. And for our listeners, uh, keep in mind that if there's anything we mentioned here that you missed, we take all the notes for you and you can find them at jamesmartell.com forward slash AB 346. And if you haven't done so already, consider leaving us a rating or review, especially if you've been listening to The Buzz for a long time and have gotten some value out of it. We would much appreciate it. And giving us a rating or review also helps us to uh, let other people discover the show and helps us get better seen in iTunes. And you can do so at jamesmartelcom forward slash iTunes. I also invite you to come out and hang out with us every Thursday afternoon here at 2 p.m. Pacific on Webmaster Radio for the affiliate Buzz. And if uh, you would like to ask a question or would like to ask a question to be answered here live on the show, you can do so at jamesmartel.com forward slash questions. And a final reminder that if you'd like to be alerted each week to new episodes, I invite you to subscribe to the Affiliate Buzz. I include all of the information and all your subscription options at jamesmartel.com forward slash subscribe. Jim, thanks again. And to our listeners, thanks for listening to another edition of the Affiliate Buzz.